brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Good evening and welcome to the Charlie Tuna Show. It is a Tuesday night edition. Of course, this Tuesday night is the Ameren, Illinois. They'll be with us for the first 30, 30 or 40 minutes. Ameren, Illinois. You'll learn a lot of stuff from listening to Richard Martin. Second hour, of course, we have Howard Balls on. He's fresh from the Hall of Fame. Everybody liked the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. You didn't enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Thank God uh, Peyton Manning just took a swipe at uh, Ray Lewis, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Ray that was Lewis pretty was too long. It was real long. I like the sweating. six minutes was perfect. Yeah. That's all you need to talk anyway, six you, minutes. You said you ruined it for everybody. <laughs> he really did. He talked for, what, 30 or 40 minutes? 40 minutes, about 40 minutes, yeah. Sweating. Yeah, you know. He, he took his coat off. He got to preaching a little bit. <laughs> yeah, come on, Ray. Come on, brother. Uh, everybody knew that was going to happen, though. A uh, lot to talk the you know, the Cardinals, blah, 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 yeah, blah. They're blah. The NBA Summer League is the best news I've seen. <laughs> it really has. NBA's been great this year. Oh, great this right. year. They took, it's feel like they only took a month off. The next thing you know, their Summer League rookies are playing. 
And Luke, of course, signs his big mm-hmm. deal. And Stephen A. Smith is the only one that brought up something about that today. He said that could turn out to be a problem. Why is that? For Dallas. He said, if Dallas doesn't put it surrounding with anyone, they're not going to win. Oh, no. He'll be 27. He can opt out and go well, somewhere else and get another $200 million contract if he wants. He could opt out next year. Right. He really could if he wants to. It's the NBA. 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 <laughs> you yeah. said, y'all ain't doing nothing yeah. for me. And Porzingis doesn't work out for him. Yeah. You're right about that. He could. He could say, I'm out of here. It's not working out. They don't have any and they money. And I got to trade him. They don't have any money either to buy sign anybody else. Oh, you got his Hardaway Jr. Porzingis, you can't count on him. That's not counting on Christmas coming every day. It comes once a year. This portion of the show is brought to you by Snooks. That's right. By the way, there are 12 additional stores now with Snooks that are doing uh, curbside service. That is becoming to that is coming to something so doggone big. Curbside service is just wonderful. Um, I just love a restaurant. The women there were so nice to me. Uh, one lady, once again, I said I say this on the, s- the slop every week. One lady just wanted to feel my face. She said, your skin is so <laughs> soft. I got to be cool now. I got to go. I got to get down to business now. Got to get down to business. Folks, this is our, once a month we do our Ameren, Illinois show. And, of course, months ago we used to do it live on location at a different restaurant or bar in Illinois. But we, for the past few months, because of the coronavirus, we've been doing it via telephone. Without a doubt, let's go to him. The president and CEO of Airman, Illinois, Mr. Richard Mark. How are you, sir? Good, Charlie. How are you doing tonight? Wait a minute. You came on kind of slow. You okay? You sound, you're you not in a bad <laughs> mood, are you? You say, hey, Charlie. You, you're usually all no, pumped up. What's up? Well, I was just trying to listen to you there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I was what you were saying. You know? <laughs> God, I just left this restaurant. These ladies were so nice to me. One lady wanted to feel my skin. She was just, oh my goodness. That's a no. Yeah, I, that, that's that's what took me a little. I was trying to, I was trying to <laughs> just digest that as you yeah, were talking, and they didn't. Maybe why it's a little, little. You're at a restaurant and they want to rub your face. I they wanted to rub my face. I said, no, I gotta go. I gotta. I got a big interview in about 30 <laughs> minutes. I got to leave. Before, Mr. S- Mark, how are you doing? Everybody good. good, healthy, wise? Everybody's doing great. Thank you. Before we yeah, get into our yourself? show, I want to talk about this guy was a good friend of mine. Should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. Ted Simmons, and I know you know Ted very well. Somebody. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he. he I agree with you. He, sh- he should have been in the uh, in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. I... I uh, and then you know, once he got nominated, uh, nominated for induction, and and uh, this last time, and you start reading. The more I read about you know his uh, his stats and his achievements, it was like wow, you know. And I watched him as a young man, you know, as a kid growing up playing for the Cardinals, but um, but really didn't know, you know, did, up until recently, didn't really realize just what his what his his record was, and it was just amazing. He, this is a had a great career as a, a baseball player. Yeah, he was. Uh, a lot of, if you look at his stats and Gary Carter's, his stats may be a little bit better. I know. I and and then you know what amazed me probably is um, I for you know I had forgotten that he uh, was a switch hitter. You know, as a catcher, That's which is amazing. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. And, let's uh, get 
Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I was just saying, you know, um, we celebrate somebody hitting 2000, getting 2000 hits, you know, and, and, uh, you look back at Cardinals, you know, a couple of weeks ago had that, uh, Ted Simmons bobblehead day. Right. And, uh, on the box of the bobblehead, they gave Ted Simmons, uh, stats, some of his stats on there. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. And 24, I, I, I looked at it just, just before you called and in 20 and 2,456 games, he had 2,472 hits. So that's, you know, that's a hit a game and, and just amazing what he did over, over, you know, a 20 year career in the major leagues, just phenomenal baseball player and even uh, a nicer person. And, you know, you just always a hardworking, very polite gentleman. So very I'm, polite, I'm really happy for him. Let's talk about Amron, Illinois. Tomorrow is National Eat One One Day. Amron, Illinois is joining utilities across the country and recognizing Wednesday, August 11th, is eight, National Eat One One Day to be reminding customers and contractors to follow the law and call 811 before start digging projects. Why is this, why is it so important to call Juliet 811 before digging? Well, if you call uh, that number, what they will do is they'll send someone out uh, in, within 48 hours to, um, to locate if there's any um, utility, underground utility lines on your property so that you can avoid digging. So we just encourage everyone, if you're going to do an outdoor project, you may not be aware that there's a, nat- a natural gas pipeline there or there could be an electric line uh, buried underground and um, or even a water line buried underground. And, you know, in fact, uh, every six minutes, someone, you know, contacts an underground utility because they did, you know, because they've they've hit an underground uh, uh, facility. So we uh, just encourage everyone before you put that shovel in the ground, you know, be proactive, call 811. It's free, does not cost you anything if you call 811. And it's the law. but, you know, it really prevents, you know, you from losing power or, or gas or, or water to your home. And it's also very important to call 9811 for safety reasons. Uh, you know, you could, you could cut a, a power line, you could cut uh, underground gas lines, and those could be very, very hazardous. So we just encourage everyone to call before you dig. Now, what does Julie mean again? Uh, uh, Julie stands for the it's a, it's basically an organization let me think about it now julie stands for the joint utility locating information for excavators mm. <laughs> it's a long that's why they call it julie it's a long that's a long name, man. name. julie's the special but, uh, lady yeah yeah but it's uh it's they have a couple years few years ago they they were able to get a, it designated just by dialing 811 and so that's why we tell everyone just dial eight one one before you dig, and that way someone can come out uh, and and basically um, you know survey your yard and make sure there's no underground mines there. What happens now once again when you call Julie? So what they'll do is they'll send someone out and they'll dispatch someone within two business days. So uh, you have to give them a little bit of uh, of scheduling. Uh, of time so that they can schedule in, but they'll get it within two days and they'll send a person out 
And that technician will use, uh, he has a couple of different tools that he uses, but he'll use a tool to identify where the lines are, and then they will mark those lines for you. And they'll usually um, uh, use spray paint and uh, little flags, and they'll, and they'll put a flag in the ground uh, along that line to so that when you're doing your digging, that you can know where you'll know what's where the uh, lines are marked. And then you will get a, what they call a valid dig ticket. And that'll clear you from, from digging there. That means if you, if you're digging there and you have, uh, you have the jewelry and you're, uh, digging within the range of the, the flags that they have there, basically it's 18 inches on either side of where the line is marked. You can dig. And, uh, so that way you're following the law. You're taking, you're, you're, you're taking a very cautious step. You're not going to not endanger yourself or anyone else. So that, that's basically how it works. It's a very simple process. And then once you see those flags that are out there and they'll see the paint markings on the ground, uh, you can, you can go in and can finish your outdoor project. So when you walk outside and you see yellow or red paint, what does that mean now? Okay, so if you see yellow paint, that means that there's a natural gas line uh, under that flag or under that marking. And if it's red, it'll be electric. Uh, it'll mark underground electric lines. And then they also have uh, blue. And blue will, uh, will um, indicate that it's um, a water line. And now, um, and I, I know this only because uh, I had some in my yard last week. Uh, I had a, um, a piece of equipment that needed to be replaced, and they uh, came out, and they actually used white flags to mark cable lines. So if you have underground cable or something like that, they'll mark it, they identify it, and gas, electric, and water. Just about anything that is under the underground, they will mark it there and, and let, they, let you or the person who's doing the work on your property uh, know that there's something there, so be cautious. And make sure you dig by hand. You don't want to dig near there with any type of uh, equipment at all, automated equipment. You must, you, you must dig there by hand. This is the second Tuesday of the month. The protocol, we call it, is the Ameren, Illinois show. My guest tonight, of course, is the president and CEO of Ameren, Illinois, Mr. Richard Marks. Okay, what is the proper protocol since you accidentally strike a natural gas line while you're digging? What's that? Well, be extremely careful, first of all. Um, you know, if you hit a gas line, for example, you're going to either, if, if you cut the line, you're going to first get that smell of rotten egg, you know, which comes from the, the chemical that we put in natural gas to, to alert you that something's wrong. So that smells like rotten ga rotten, a rotten egg. Or you'll see sometimes if you cut, you put a big enough cut in an underground gas line, you'll see blowing dirt. Or if it's in wa near water, you'll see bubbling in the water, that type of thing. And that, show, that tells you that natural gas is coming out of that pipe. So we, say, we tell you to immediately clear the area in that case and call 911, you know, for an emergency. And also they will, you know, let Amron know. You can call Amron, Illinois at 1-800-755-5000. At 
and we will send a repairman out there uh, immediately. Within actually, we will respond anywhere in the state of Illinois within 60 minutes uh, of of a call. Um, and our average response time across the the state uh, is about 28 minutes. So uh, we'll get someone there, but we encourage you to stay away. Call 911, get emergency personnel there. Call Amron. We'll send someone out, but make sure you stay away. Do not try to, you know, um, fix it yourself. Uh, do definitely do not, you know, if you're smoking, put out any cigarettes, just get away from there. Do not <laughs> like anything. Do not use, don't even stand away when you're using your cell phone. Cause right. You don't want any type of chance of any type of stat- static shock or any flame or anything like that that could ignite that natural gas line. And, or it could even be an underground line, like underground electric line. And if that happens, you know, uh, remember that, that, hot, that, 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 this, that line still may be energized. And so make sure you don't try to repair it. Don't touch it. Don't put your shovel on it. Just get away. Call 911 and call Amron, and uh, we'll get someone out there to determine exactly what it is that you hit. Can we get that number one more time? Well, 1-800-755-5000. That's the Amron emergency line. If, uh, if you need to get a hold of, a, of an Amron representative, you can call that number and tell them that you want to report, you know, um, a cut line, and they will uh, ask you some questions and then dispatch someone out to you as soon as possible. Mr. Richard Mark, president and CEO of Amron, Illinois. We've got a list of his team. Brian Bridge sent me a list of team. We're going to talk about your little lady. Brian didn't put his name. Mr. Mark has a team, 17 members, big enough to be a football team almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You got a bunch of them. All right. Amron, Illinois cares about the world we live in. Of course, we know that. And our avian protection program is one way we are, you are building a legacy of environmental stewardship. Tell us about that. Well, you know, um, our, our avian program is really uh, to really protect birds, large predatory, large birds in, in the state of Illinois uh, from getting injured, you know, and, and we've taken that action and try to protect things, such things as eagles, hawks, owls, other large birds of prey. Uh, they like to, to nest on our large utility poles. Sometimes it's just on the, most of the time it's on the large trend, uh, distribution or transmission lines. The one, the lines that are 60, the poles that are 60, 70 feet up in the air. Uh, they seem to like to make nests up there or land up there and set. And so our avian protection program is a way that, um, you know, we just want to make sure we protect those birds. In fact, some of them are endangered species, such as um, the, the the eagle, the bald, bald eagle. And uh, we just want to make sure that they are not killed or injured uh, due to the electrical lines and transmission lines that are out there. And so that's we developed a program that, that revises all of our construction standards and um, really is designed to be more um, user-friendly for those large birds of prey. What about the flight diverter program? What is that about? Well, it's just what it sounds like. It's a flight diverter. And so we put those over, like, lakes and wetland areas, um, 
you know, because they, uh, a diverter, it's really just a, a device, usually a plastic uh, device. Sometimes if you, 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 you see them, if you like drive over the Mississippi river, you'll see some there that has a large red, it looks like a large red ball. Uh, sometimes they, it's a ball with circular, 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 and sometimes it's more like a, a triangle or something. But it's just a large uh, device that is placed on the line, so that if a bird of, of a bird is flying, they can see that power line at a distance more easily. You know, especially in cloudy or foggy conditions, they can see there's something there and and not run into it. So those really kind of help. Um, the, the birds see those lines from a greater distance. What about so they can avoid injury? Yeah. What about nest management? Because it looks like you take care of these animals. Oh, we do. I mean, we want to make sure that number one, if they have a nest there and eggs active, uh, na- active nest with eggs in it, we we really we want them to to have that those those eggs hatch and and have their little ones there and, and until they're old enough to fly and leave that nest. And then we'll, we'll, once the nest is vacated, then we will remove it. And we work with a number of different um, agencies that really specialize. In Illinois, there's a, a, a agency called the Illinois Raptor Center. Mm. And then, and, you know, here in, the, mid, in uh, the Metro East and St. Louis area, we have the World Bird Sanctuary. And so we work with all those types of organizations and they'll come out and uh, give us their, you know, expert opinion on how to move those nests and actually work with us sometimes to move, to move the nest themselves and uh, put it in a safer place. You know, we had a situation um, up in Carlisle a couple of years ago where um, the, uh, they, they had a nest built, um, uh, uh, osprey, which is a large uh, raptor, built a nest in the lights at the football stadium at Carlisle High School, and so we uh, we worked with the, the Raptor Center in that case, and they sent someone out, and they, it was in the, one of the lights right in the end zone, and so we uh, were able to relocate that not that that nest, and so not too far away, what we did is we used took some. Um, older utility poles that, uh, and then we put those in the ground and moved the nest and made a platform and moved the nest to that platform, which is a right way from the crowd, away from the stadium, so that those raptors still had a place to nest, but they were in a more safe area away from crowds and the public. And, uh, and so we've done that uh, several times across the state of Illinois. Uh, but again, it's it's really you know to make sure that that those those animals those birds can uh, survive and reproduce and have a, a place that's safe for them to nest and 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 bring on the next generation. You see, we were talking last year about goats. Now we're talking about <laughs> birds, eagles, hawks, whatever, uh, crows. You know that's what? Right. I, you got a nickname now. It's not Smokey Robinson's tonight. Remember Marlon Perkins? I'm going to start calling you Marlon Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. But, but, I'm going to start calling you, you Marlon know, Perkins. But, you know, you think about it, Charlie. Uh, we cover 44,000 square miles of the state of Illinois. And sometimes we who live in the city, that's all we see. But we that's a lot of rural area, a lot of uh, uh, shorelines up and down rivers and over large lakes. 
and you know we see every animal that's in the state of Illinois, and our 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 goal is to be the type of company and type of utility that works within our nature, within our environment, not go in and damage it. And you know we want to make sure that our services that are there are not even recognized and do not harm anything out there. You know whether it's trees, whether it's animals. We don't want to damage the, the, the nature, the natural beauty of our state. You know, we want to make sure that we can get people the power they need and the, for the cities, for your house, for companies, for industries, manufacturers, and all of that. But we want to make sure we do it in the most environmentally friendly way. And so that's why it's so important to take care of the wild, wildlife out there because when you're out there putting up a transmission line, or, or putting a gas transmission line underground, it, it's, it, it can disturb nature. And we want to make sure that we, if we do disturb anything out there, we want to make sure we restore it back to its natural um, conditions and leave it in, in as good a condition or better than uh, it was before we got there. And that's just the goal of our company. That's the goal that we have uh, our construction crews have when they go out and look at these major projects uh, that really span three-fourths of our state. You have a workforce training program also, correct? Sure, yeah. And that's part of every one of our linemen that go out there that we talk about, you know, uh, that's the avian protection program is part of it. We actually, um, you know, if you, some of the taller lines you see, especially the wooden ones have a span that goes across that, you know, you have the pole that goes up horizontally, you know, it goes up and then you have a, a, a cross at the top. We call that a cross arm. And we discovered years ago that by expanding that um, a couple, like six inches on either side, you can really help preserve uh, birds of prey from being injured up there, you know, because you could think of most of the time a huge bird like an eagle and some of the hawks and and other large birds like that can have a five, to, a four to six foot wingspan, and uh, so if they stretch out their wings, sometimes if they're wet or you know just to stretch, if they touch both sides of that energized line and make a connection, then they can become electrocuted. And so by making that cross arm a little bit longer so that their wings won't, can't reach that far so they can touch both sides of it, you know, helps, helps prevent them from being hurt or, or injured or uh, injured or killed. You and know, so, so, you know, that one of our engineers uh, designed that. And so about 10 years ago, we started making every cross arm a foot or so longer so that it would, you know, really helps uh, these, these birds from being, it keeps them from being injured. What a lot of people don't understand that live in the cities, in these rural areas, these birds protect these farmers and people from other rodents and things like that. They're very, very valuable, aren't they? Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, these birds, have, they have their place in, in, in our whole, you know, cycle of nature. And, and it's just that they're, they're important to have. And, you know, um, I, I have a, um, uh, eagle that lives not far from my property. And uh, I tell you, sometimes uh, I'm out in the yard with my grandkids and they get a glimpse of him. I mean, they it's, they get all excited. You know, they're beautiful animals, um, you know, and, and to see one in nature is just, just amazing. 
And, uh, you know, so I, you know, we, it's just important to make sure we protect them. And so they're always there so that whether it's your grandkids, my grandkids and our grandkids, grandkids after we're, we're gone, you know, can still enjoy that and see those huge birds out there in their natural form and, and do the same thing, taking care of, uh, of the trees and the waterways out there so that those birds can thrive and survive also. That's probably Brian Leonard out there nesting, protecting you. That's probably what the eagle is. <laughs> probably Brian Leonard. <laughs> I don't know. Brian might be afraid of heights. But yeah, he, if he's like me, he wouldn't go up in the tree. Hey, we want to say hi to your team, Mary Hager, Teresa Shaw, Cheryl Smith, Dave Wakeman, Eric Kozark, Josh Justice. We, I've met all these people before. They're very sure. nice people. Jim Blessling, Mike Miller, used to be a basketball player, I know. Chuck Miller. Crystal Sam, Monique Leonard, of course, my guy, the secret weapon, Brian Leonard, Jason Klein, Kim Volpeck, Victoria Bush, and Marston Love, and of course, Brian Bush. Brian, um, Brian must be on um, something wrong with Brian. He must be going on vacation. The script tonight wasn't very, very long. Is something wrong? I, I, I'm shocked tonight. <laughs> we don't have any, come on, Brian, what's going on, man? <laughs> I have to talk to him. I have to talk yeah, to him. Talk to him, that. man. No, I think he's. I think he's good. I talked to him yesterday. He's doing well. So. That's good. Always, Always a pleasure. Good. It looks like I'm going to start my. We were going to start our Snooks uh, remotes probably real soon, but because of the new uh, variant that come about, we're going to slow down. So I'm sure before this year is over, hopefully we'll get back into some of the restaurants in Illinois, and we'll come back and do our live remotes because they were so much fun, and we, and we got to meet so many nice people, and you did as well. Yeah, yeah, we look forward to it. And uh, so hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, things will get back to normal, and we'll uh, be able to see you live and in person. Yeah, because I haven't changed. I look younger now. I'm telling you, the <laughs> ladies told me tonight my skin is so soft. <laughs> I know they were. Uh, I could tell they had too much to drink, but that's okay. <laughs> Richard Mark, uh, on behalf of everyone here at the station and you, to your entire family and staff at Amber, Illinois, have a safe week, and we'll visit with you again in about thirty days. Okay, sounds great, Charlie. You thank you, sir. Care, Always a pleasure when you come on. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye. Richard Mark, President and CEO of Amber, Illinois. That's Brian Leonard up in the tree, I'm telling you. He thinks it's an eagle. <laughs> just scouting Brian, out. Just scouting out. Make sure, no, nothing Make sure everything is good. Make sure right? there not nothing to Richard Mark. Now, come on. Now. Come on. We will take our first time out of the evening. Don't forget, my musical guest tonight is Michael McDonald singing Motown. Snooks has a wine club. Okay. Do you love wine? Do you love discounts? If you're 21 and older, you can join the Snooks Wine Club and start saving on all your wine purchases at Snooks today. The new wine club is now open at all Snooks stores. If you're rewards, remember, you can just come on in and get your rewards for it or whatever. Snooks Rewards. Don't forget, this portion of the show also brought to you by the Pasta House Company. Pasta House Company, a great St. Louis. Phil Esposito died today. The great goalie with mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawks. We'll be back.
Presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We're brought to you now by Delmar Gardens, DelmarGardens.com. Folks, if you're looking for a place for your loved ones, stay a senior citizen's place that will take care of your loved ones. Delmar Garden, love, care, and understanding. I don't, but the NBA is throwing out money. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> you see that deal? One, One year, year, almost $6 million with the Celtics. Hmm. Yeah. He could have signed a seventy-nine million dollar deal last year. So what, did he, what did he turn down? Ooh. though? he turned down like a sixty-five million. Yeah. Seventy-nine. I think it was seventy-nine. What's the okay. Payment about nine million, ninety-nine million. How much did they pay him last year? I know he so, bet. I think he bet on himself last year. He did. Yeah, I think I, he didn't get a lot of money last year. Maybe he nineteen million. He Maybe was terrible. Yeah, he didn't show up in the playoffs, and that cost him a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah. His yeah. agent is gone. I guarantee you that. <laughs> what do you want the agent to do? <laughs> Go, out there, I mean, go they, out there and play better for him? I'm just saying, did the agent convince him not to take the money? Well, I mean, see, they don't when you at, lose money like that, they don't look at that. Oh, I know they don't. Oh, I know they don't. But I'm just saying. That man's looking like, I missed out on $70 million. Not the agents. Unless the agent told him, don't exactly, do it. Exactly, yeah. The agent, they... they It don't matter if the agent told him or not. He's going to be upset. The preseason college football poll is out. Of course. It's out. And the zoo's not on here. I can't believe They're not top 25, huh? Twenty five. Let's go over this. Just be be some, we're not going to do look, like some, do people, do some have, people on the radio go over every step. We're not doing that. <laughs> they, this is why they ain't winning. No, we're not doing that. Okay. Twenty five. Ole Miss. I okay. Agree, I agree. A yeah. friend of mine, this young lady that works at uh, Country Club Bar and Grill, this friend of mine that work, goes in there all the time has a private jet. He's flying her, her entire family, and the staff from uh, Country Club to Mississippi for a game. No, for her to go to school. She'll be a freshman. Oh. Charlie, you want to go? No. <laughs> not, trying to go to no. Old, not trying to go to Ole Miss? No, hell no. <laughs> uh, that became a pretty popular school for people to go around the city. Especially area. in St. Louis, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It really is. You'd be surprised. It's a bunch. I know. You wouldn't. <laughs> Oxford's not that far. It really okay. is. Okay. Coastal Carolina, 24. <laughs> let, me see, let me jump around. Coastal Oklahoma Carolina. State, 22. Washington, 21. Penn State, 20. Texas is number 19. Really? I just that's a huge jump who, for me. Who is their coach now? I know it's not um so no It's got to be someone like it's, it's got to be like his first or second year. They Let got the guy see. from Houston and he flopped. Yeah, it's not Herman no more. Not Tommy Herman. See, they keep firing all the it ain't the coaches. They keep firing the coaches. It ain't the coaches. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. It's your school and your system. It's Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, that's right. It is Steve Sarkeesian. This <laughs> you is know what? Year, a, I believe. Maybe he's that's a, why they rank. He's, he can, a, he's the biggest oh, yeah. loss for Alabama. Oh, oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Alabama. He, was, he, he, he knows good. how to coach offense. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Texas 9th, Iowa 18th, Indiana 17th, Miami 16th, Wisconsin 15th, 14th, USC, LSU 13th. Better watch them this year. LSU? LSU? I'll either reload it. If not, Ed gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're people not gonna like him. People like him, but people don't like exactly. him. Exactly. They're embarrassed of him. Uh, Florida's 11th. Cincinnati 10th. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati yeah. They could run the table, and they're still not impressive. And then complain about not getting in the playoffs. Uh-huh, and, yeah, 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 but knowing that he gets smoked by Ohio State. or The oldest coach, uh, Coach Brown, but North Carolina, they're ninth. Yeah, Mac Brown. Uh, yeah, he, he turned uh, that program around pretty quickly. Eight hours. You know some coach. None of these teams are going to be in the top ten. I'm telling you. I don't you. think so either, no. <laughs> Notre Dame is seven. Texas A&M is six. They should be higher. Georgia fifth. Ohio State fourth. Oklahoma third. Clemson two. And I know who's number one. <laughs> Roll Tide. Always. Roll down Always. They lost. Alabama has it's, lost everyone. Yeah, but they just reload. Man. They reload. They reload every year. They're... This second, group, hate them. They're just this so second good. team is five stars. Five stars. Oh, of course. All of them. Yes. Just come on in. Yes. Sometimes three deep. <laughs> five of, stars all Quarterback is the highest paid player on the team next to Coach Saban. <laughs> I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to remember what year it was when Mizzou played Alabama in the SEC title game. After it was the year after they played Auburn. Okay. Yeah, was it the year after? It, it was, was the year, year after. after yeah. Okay. So, you know, Mizzou comes running yeah. out on the field, and I'm, I was at a bar, and everybody's, you know, cheering, yeah, Mizzou. And then Alabama came running on the field, and everybody <laughs> got real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's like, like, those are some big old Pee versus pros. Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly they, how it looks. They look yeah. a lot bigger. There's definitely <laughs> levels to this. Yeah. Yeah. So much. I went to the first game uh, Mizzou played against Georgia. And uh, I went to the Alabama game also. Okay. The Alabama game Alabama game was stopped because of a storm. Yes. If yes. It remember that? They, yes. If it hadn't been stopped for the storm, they would have killed. Blown oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> 60 couple of 14. And, and what got me, and I, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, whatever. Everybody said, oh, my God. Mizzou made it to the, the SEC championship game. They're not going to beat Alabama <laughs> at no. all. Not even close. Auburn? No. What did running back get about 270? Oh, my God. Uh, Trey Mason, Mason ran all over all over him. him. Yes. Yeah, that was bad. That was let's, look, <laughs> let's look at the Mizzou schedule. Folks, I'm not trying to copy anybody. I'm going to look at the Mizzou schedule. Okay, September 4th, Central Michigan. Yeah, they should win, they should win that. that. Yeah. September 11th, Kentucky. It's in Lexington. Ooh. Ooh. That's going to be tough. That's going to be great, tough. They got a great running back. Yeah. Kentucky they do. Running you back. know what? Kentucky football is actually starting to become a little bit of a program. I agree. Yeah, it is. You know, it really is. They play Boston College on the 25th of September away. They should Ooh, win. They, they should win, win that, that one. They play Tennessee 
Columbia on October second. I keep waiting for Tennessee to come back and every yeah. you know they always have a good recruiting class too. They do and just can't put it together. Wait a they do. Did I hear yesterday you said Peyton Manning was overrated? He did. Yeah, yeah, he did a what? little bit. Are you sick? No. He, he, he said he, didn't, he don't get done in the big games. That was his he argument. He doesn't get done in the big games. That was his argument. What? Tell me I'm wrong. He what? Tell me Tell I'm me wrong. Overrated. Tell me overrated. What do you okay? But when you're talking what about like when you're talking, when you're comparing him to greats, when you compare him to all time greats like Joe Montana and Tom he Brady, great. he better than Joe Montana any day. Ugh. Any day. If you any had to day. win, if you had to win a big game, your life was on. You're taking. I'm you're taking, taking Peyton Manning over over Joe Montana. Oh hell yeah! Oh I don't no, know. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that second Ooh. Super Bowl he fell ass backwards in. I don't care. He was there. Wasn't that great in the first one either? I mean, Super Bowl was the Bears. Joe Montana in. <laughs> huh? I mean, Super Bowl was, was Joe Montana in. How many was Joe, he in? Joe Namath. Joe, I didn't talk about Joe Namath. I've said Joe Namath is overrated. Mm. Yeah, Joe Namath is definitely. Overrated. You're not. You're not gonna come with me with Joe Namath. <laughs> no. You better come a little more no. correct than that. Man, uh, 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 Peyton Manning. He's a great quarterback. I got to give it to him. He's a good. He's I'm not a great saying he's not great. I'm just saying he's you know when you're talking about the well, pantheon. If you're overrated, you ain't great. Other greats. He's comparing them to other greats. Other greats. What other greats? He's not better than Tom Brady. We don't know. Winning wise, is not. Well, that's the, see, that's the hard part. Yeah, we get into the winning. That's what the so-called experts would tell you. Tom Brady. We don't know if he's the greatest quarterback because he got a lot of. Football, you got a lot mm-hmm. of people. Oh, oh sure. You yeah. Wide receivers, defense. defense. Take care of yourself. <laughs> he definitely had know. defense. I think Aaron Rodgers is better than what Peyton Manning is. I think Aaron I Rodgers do too. is better than all of them. I do too. I Aaron Rodgers may be better than You were talking about the physical skill set to play quarterback. Aaron Rodgers yeah, might absolutely. be the best I've did ever seen. Did you see what he the way did he just in that practice? Ball. Throwing the ball in the net? In the net about Like it was easy. Like it was easy. No big deal. Just throw it. Flicked his wrist. How did he do that? I think that he's going to come out this season. I think he's going to come out with Ball a vengeance. Out. With out. a vengeance. Yes. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be in the Super Bowl again. Not that practice yesterday. Don't mean crap. Oh All no, right. it doesn't mean anything. Okay, let's finish this up. Okay. Oh boy, this gets, it gets okay. tough again. <laughs> <laughs> they play Tennessee in Columbia. Yeah, yeah. close. After that, they play North Texas State. Win. North Texas in Columbia. They should win. win. They should win that one. Then after that, <laughs> they play Texas and M. Oh, that's going to be a slaughter. Is it, yeah. is it in a <laughs> college station or is it here? It's here. In Columbia? Okay. Then they play Vanderbilt and Nashville. They should win that. They should win that should. one. Should. Should is the key word. Then they play Georgia and, and Georgia. In Athens? Not happening. Not Loss. Happening. South Carolina and Columbia. They should win that one. They play Florida at um, yeah, they're gonna lose Florida too. Columbia. Yeah. That Arkansas. They Florida, may, that's a little rivalry they, right there. They may have eight wins this year. They yeah, seem to play Florida eight. pretty tough every year for some reason. They have seven to eight. They beat, they beat Florida in Florida. They have. They have. They yeah. have. But that's always a rivalry. What drew like a new rivalry. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. When they, they had the whites, win. they had to change their outfits. They may win eight games this year. I'm serious. Wouldn't shock me. No. That's acceptable, too. We drink second for, season for in. For Mizzou, yeah. He still has a young team. He always recruits. I mean, like people need to manage your expectations when it comes to Mizzou. They're not going to be in the playoffs. They're not going to be right. in the SEC but title people, game. But people are unrealistic. People get happy. People are unrealistic. We know, we, they know people. If they start we off, know what they're going to do every year. If they start every off year. 4 and 0, people are going to be going nuts. Oh, going crazy. If they start 4 and 0, they're going to be top 25, and people are going to be like, this is the year. This is the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah no, it's not. <laughs> Unless Nick Saban gets kidnapped by the Taliban. I yeah. mean, come on. <laughs> Even uh, then. Or the plane doesn't <laughs> land. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Nick right. Saban all of a sudden forgets how to coach football. What's up, John? Hey, how you guys doing there? Hey, uh, this new AD that the Missouri Tigers hired, uh, 
they always get some new AD coming here with some great, you know, popularity and all this fanfare, but then they end up fizzling out. Do you think this new lady AD is going to really do anything? Well, the ADs haven't fizzled out. And what lady? What other lady AD have they had? This is the first one. No, I'm just saying. I don't, I'm not saying about the of the second. I'm saying any AD they get there, they always come up with like that like Jim Starks and the previous one. They always have like you know Jim Stark. Jim, Jim, Star, Jim Stark did okay. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he was okay. Yeah, Conzo Martin. Well, what, what was wrong? Yeah, with the Porter brothers. I mean, it only lasted a year, but he was okay. What are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait a minute. What is Starks with Don? What did they want since they since he's been there? That made he gave us some attention. Yeah, Starks have been okay. Well, you want him to win the national championship? We know that. Well, we just talked about that. That ain't happening well, in the zoo. Right, but then, okay, I'm saying, so why did they hire these 80s and they're not doing anything? They're gotta not hire somebody. Somebody. What do you want them to you do? You got to hire somebody. What do you, what do you want what, them to do? What do you want the AD to do, John? What do you want them to do? I want them to transfer this program to to at least be uh, upper, you know, at least something not mediocre like in the last Start. 10 uh, the AD before him, they did with Pinko. We're not going to win a national championship. Yeah, All we got to do is win. They're going to have a good program now because of the AD. Now, the AD, remember, he did not hire Drinkwitz. Mm-hmm. People don't people forget about that. You're right. They did. They hired him. The and that's one of the reasons why he left. He was on no man's land. Our ADs have been okay. Ever since Dave Hart, they've been okay. They haven't been bad at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll see how far this goes. But anyway, another oh thing is, uh, what, she, what, she, what are you talking about? She hadn't been hired a week. <laughs> <laughs> this hey, is, hey, this, hey, this Missouri program has been in a dumpster the last twenty years. They haven't known nothing. So if you, if you want to keep pressing that, they're gonna they're, they're okay to this because they find hired a new way. What, 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 you you, what do you want them to win? John, you're I one of those either win a title or they're the worst team ever. You're one of those kind of guys. Them, are you? You want them to beat Alabama? Win and mm-hmm. I, and on the way. I agree with you, John, in a way. Because I know every year what Mizzou's going to do mm-hmm. before the season even starts. <laughs> okay? Right. And that gets old. That gets old after a while. I just want them to at least – I mean, I'm not saying they have to win the championship every year, but at least be competitive. I'm not saying they're going to beat Alabama every year, but at least try to get a good team there, and the fans will come in. They'll support the team. They have been doing that. The fans have been supporting. They have been doing it. Well, not, this is not basketball. basketball. Yeah, but I'm saying, why the time you see the football, the Mizzou's football stadium's always half empty? I don't see anybody there. They got a have you been there? Certain sport. No, I've seen on go? TV, they have the black No, I don't go there because there's nothing to watch. It's a boring game. Uh, and, I agree, and I agree with you. I agree with you 120%. Right. Now, now, wait a minute. Now, is this AD going to burn Kansas? Are they going to start that rivalry Kansas game, or is that just on the back burner? And, and you can't, also you can't start a rivalry with Kansas because Kansas is in the – the right. Big 12, and then they may be leaving the Big 12. If Kansas is the reason why we're not playing Mizzou, not Mizzou. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. That's the reason. Kansas okay. doesn't want to play us. But do you think the basketball Billkins will play with the Missouri Tigers now with the new AD? Thanks a lot. All right, thanks. I don't know. No that, idea. That's between them. They want to. It'd be nice. That's political. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Hey, let's take a quick time out. We're brought to you by Cafe Napoli. Cafe Napoli 1, 2, and 3. The greatest cuisine in St. Louis, Missouri. You go in there, you take your lady or you take your guy there. The food is just exquisite. Cafe Napa. We'll be right back.
Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We're here with Matt Berger, Joe Davis. I'm Tuna. This portion brought to you by Suntrup BMW of West St. Louis. Don't forget now, folks, Snooks as a Wine Club is open, open to all members of the Snooks Reward Program. The annual membership for the fee is just $24.99. Snooks Wine Club members earn rewards, points on the membership purchases, plus you receive an extra 10 bucks in rewards points if you register before September 30th. So sign up before September 30th. Basically, you're getting your membership half price. Snooks, the wine club. I love the argument. I love the argument. When you said, was Peyton Manning better than Joe Montana? Well, first of all, the game was different. <laughs> Joe Montana had a history of great players. He had arguably the player voted the best player in the history of the National Football League, in the history in Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. He had one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one night, Moses, uh, we had Tom Condon on. So Moses said, have you ever had a Hall of Famer? He said, yeah, my first one happened to be a guy named Joe Montana. <laughs> That's you, a may, good first. you may have heard of him. <laughs> yeah, you may have heard of him. Good first. Who was better, Joe Montana or Peyton Manning? I don't know. That's hard to say. I'm just saying that if you had to like, if you had to win a game, I would go with Joe Montana. I think I would too. I don't know. I'd go with Peyton Manning. Go ahead, Troy. You're on the Absolutely. line. Uh, um, uh, Troy, who's, your, who's, your, favorite, who's your favorite quarterback? Who's your favorite quarterback of all time? Now, now, in, in my arguments with my friends, it's always it's, it's Joe. That's what I figured. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe. That's what I figured. Answer my Joe. question. But Thank the thing you. about it is, Joe got knocked out by Wilbur Marshall and Jim Burke in in two NFC Championship games. He never threw an interception in the Super Bowl. He's undefeated in the Super Bowl. And if if Tom Brady or Peyton Manning had half the pressure. Half the press that that that, that uh, uh, Peyton Man, I mean that, that Joe Montana dealt with, he, he he wouldn't even last it. So oh, how do we know Joe that? Montana, how do we know that? Well, we don't, but I have Thank enough <laughs> evidence to speculate. Well, we can make a good argument for both. You don't know. I'm not being disrespectful. Please let me know. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not you're, trying to. You're, 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 you're fine, dude. I'm gonna tell you. You cool? But, no, go ahead. But, I'm just messing but, with you. But, but, you know. but Joe Montana got physically taken off of the field from hits 
Well, they all did. Yeah, they're, 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 they're having all of them back then. They're having, they're having everybody. They're having everybody. Well, that's back then. That's back then. What I'm saying is that the, the game was different. And and, and, and and Joe Montana, you know, the last game was with the, uh, the uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Kansas City the, uh, Chiefs in the AFC. He played with the, he went to the AFC Championship. Well, sorry, we, we, we got we got Howard Balls. We got Howard Balls coming on, who's the NFL expert with ESPN for about thirty or forty years. <laughs> we're gonna ask <laughs> Howard that question. We'll get his. We're gonna, ask, we're gonna well, get his that question. I, I look forward to it. I, re, I really do look forward to it, and I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate you listening. Thanks, Troy, and 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 and, and having a different uh, point of view. Thank, thank you, you thank so much. You, thank for Thanks for listening. It's a good point of view. It's a good argument. Really We'll never know and find out. I don't care if you had a big game. Either one would be tremendous. Oh, yeah. You can't go, I mean. No. Yeah. Back in the day, <laughs> this is one thing that Joe Montana did not have. Joe Montana did not have a strong arm. No, he didn't. No, he did but not. you never <clears throat> did one. You needed one to win a Super Bowl. Look at John Elway. Uh, we got a text. Someone said uh, Peyton Manning's yard. Strong arm. John Elway had a strong Cannon. arm. Cannon. Cannon. Yeah, we Cannon. had a text message. Uh, Peyton Manning's yards per game versus Belichick was what? 349 yards a game. So people are saying he, at least he played well against Belichick. He did. Yeah. I'm not, but just couldn't get the W. <laughs> I'm not trying to make right? it sound Peyton like Peyton Manning, Manning was some ball. Peyton Manning right? was a modern-day Johnny Unitas. I'm telling you, I'd take Peyton Manning over everybody. Johnny Unitas was a real deal. Real deal. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a little Something kid, else. he threw a touchdown pass to a guy named Eddie Hinton and ran off the field while the ball was in the air. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Look at the strongest arm you've ever seen. Quarterback wise, uh, a guy that wasn't very good. Uh, he played at university. It, George, Jeff George, Jeff George. I agree with you one hundred percent. Jeff George had the strongest arm I've ever seen in my entire life. Still doesn't did, matter. Yeah, it does it. But I'm just it's it's right. you still there flat footed and threw the ball like eighty yards. Hey, we're gonna take a time top of the hour timeout. When we come back, we will be with Howard Balls. And don't forget, folks, if you want to sell your automobile, go to SunTrump. They buy cars, drive in, cash out, get more SunTrump. Go to the one store on South Lindbergh. Get a quick and easy instant cash offer. SunTrub buys cars. SunTrub.com. We'll be back. Presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. This is a great Mike McDonald, formerly of the Doobie Brothers, formerly of St. Louis, Missouri. He has, and Howard, you need to listen to these. He has two Motown CDs out that are just incredible. You got to listen Howard to Howard was already singing. He was I, was, already I was listening <laughs> to him. He was already singing. <laughs> I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, look out girl, cause I'm going to get you, I'm going to make you love me. Who sang that originally? I was trying to remember. Do you remember? Tim? Was it the originals? I'm going to make you love, was it the originals? Oh, the name of the group, the originals? Was it the originals? I don't know. Oh, I see the Supremes and the Temptations, is that not the original? No. Or so. oh, was it Supremes? We'll think of it in a minute. It might have been the Supremes. It might have been. I'm going to make you love me. Was it a song that Smokey and the Supremes did? And maybe a song that Smokey and the Supremes yep, did together. I just looked it up. 
Oh, you're Supremes. right. I just looked it up, and the first thing that comes up is a song by the Supremes and the Temptations. Temptations. <laughs> I, know, I, I didn't know they sung that I together. That, they I, have got that, a, I have that album where they, album remember that they had a TV show or something. It's called Smokey Sings, the Temptations, and the Supremes are on it. Wow. Now, we mm-hmm. had a call. Howard, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. Harvard Balls is with us. Hall of Fame voter, Sirius Satellite Radio, Sports Illustrated Podcast, Arizona Cardinals. Just came back from the Hall of Fame. Had a caller named Troy. He's listening right now. If you had to pick a quarterback, it's hard to say because either one was good. Would you pick Joe Montana or Peyton Manning? Do I have to pick? (laughs) (laughs) Either one would be okay. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. And cool under pressure, obviously. Now, some would say Montana because they won more Super Bowls, but I, I don't. I, I don't like that metric that decides that I, maybe decides between guys I because agree. of how many championships they have. That, that's why when everyone just automatically calls Tom Brady the goat because of winning Super Bowls, I mean, yeah, no, no one, no one will probably ever match that. But does that automatically make him the better quarterback when defense contributes, special teams contributes, I mean, <laughs> officiating contributes, illegally filming practices, can, <laughs> you know, contributes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. So as we were reminiscing over this weekend, <laughs> there's still Rams people that are still hot. <laughs> over that 2001 season, and and, and absolutely Should not be. only are convinced, but know that it act that that there was filming that one went on consistently. But anyway, to pick one quarterback over the other based on that, I, I, I just think I just think it's impossible. I mean, you put put Peyton Manning with those 49ers teams, and probably would have won those Super Bowls. Put Joe Montana with those Colts teams, and they still might have lost to the Patriots in the playoffs as many times as the Colts did. So it's a team sport. It's a team sport, and I think sometimes there are those who lose sight of that. That's right. Uh, You just got back from the Hall of Fame. How was it? And we want to talk about the speeches and everything you saw Mm -hmm. there this weekend. It, It was just phenomenal, as always. And as their theme was for this year, twice the fun in 21, it surely was with the two enshrinements, and for those who don't, I mean, every every year, normally I do a show with Vic Carucci in, from Buffalo, also a Hall of Fame selector, and we do a show on Saturday leading into the enshrinement ceremony, and that show is filled with taped interviews that we do on Thursday and Friday that are, are just amazing with Hall of Famers. And so this year, of course, it was twice the fun for us because we got to do two shows. One on thir- one on Saturday and one on Sunday, and it was awesome. I mean, six we did six and a half hours of radio. Leading into that, the sports map radio shows that I do came right before that, so I did an hour and a half. I got off a little early to get ready for the other show, but I did an hour and a half on each of those shows, Saturday and Sunday. So add that up, six and a half, and that's nine and a half. And then did an hour and a half on Thursday with Joe Hargan and our normal. Hall of Fame radio show. So that's 11 hours of radio. And I mean, I was, I was ma- I, actually, I was making a list today for, for a story I'm going to do to kind of encapsulate it all. And I'll, I'll just go, I'll, I'll just go through this very, very quickly here. Here, let's see here. 
Here is who we talk to. Willie Lanier, Joe DeLamalier, Cliff Harris, Tom Flores, Dave Wilcox, Andre Reed, Mel Blunt, Lynn Stallworth, John Stall, I mean, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Morton Anderson, Bobby Bell, Ron Wolf, Dermani Dawson, Tom Mack, Randall McDaniel, Tim Brown, Anthony Munoz, Billy Shaw, Art Shell, and Dwight Stevenson. Those 18 players we spoke to played a combined 237 seasons in the NFL. And of course, they all have gold jacket so it, it was just tremendous and i called it though guys instead of twice the phone it was triple the fun because of isaac bruce mm-hmm. being enshrined on saturday and having the opportunity well, to see so many people back in the day that i hadn't seen in years who did you see from his, the rams that was there who was i there? didn't see from the rams right now yeah the Anybody? only person well i guess if we count demarco uh, DeMarco Farkas, was he Julia, does... Was Julia Fairbairn there uh, an artist? Well, she's not with the Rams anymore. She's not? Oh, Julia's not. No, she... What about years artists? ago, she went to work for Lee Steinberg. Okay. What about the uh, um, artists? Artists, I did not see. Now, of course, they had practices and all that going on, so it was, it was difficult for them. The only person I saw from the organization, I'm not saying there weren't any there, but the only person I saw was Keeley. Uh, Keely Fimbers, who, yeah. of course... Uh, she's still know, with the organization? Yes, yeah, she's still with the organization. Wow. And helps with the entertainment, the cheerleaders, and, and all what, those things. That's what she did, but she was there most of the time. And, yeah, of course, exactly. Stan, Stan Cronkite, of course, didn't show up. I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Kevin Demo. I didn't see anybody. In, in fact, how about this? Keely, came, Keely got in a day late because good old Kevin called a, a very important meeting. She was supposed to come in, like, uh, Thursday... And she couldn't come in until late Thursday night and took a red eye to get to Canton at 6 a.m. Friday morning. And he called a very important meeting for Thursday that Keeley had to be at, knowing, of course, that she was coming to Canton. So, But the St. Louis people, man, I'll tell you, players, here, here's the thing that impressed who's, me who's so much. Who did you see from St. Louis, the Rams organization? Well, uh, let's see, players. Uh, Tom Newton, uh, Kurt Warner, of course, was there, Marshall Falk, um, let me see who else. I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Orlando was there. Yeah, Orlando was there, of course. Uh, here, here's something. I, I was at the hotel where, not at Isaac's hotel. Isaac stayed at a different hotel than everybody. Oh, t- and Tony Wiley, of course. He, he stayed at a different hotel. But where all the family and friends and others were staying, I was there. It was only a half mile from the hotel I was at. So Wednesday evening I was there, and this guy comes in late he was probably took a late flight or whatever he he comes in he's checking in and he and he and he looks at me and he goes i recognize you i know you who are you and i'm looking at him and i go tony horn (laughs) so he goes yes that's me it was tony horn Horn. wow of all people showed up who might have had the most not remembered play of the first playoff game mm-hmm. when Rams got off to an early lead, scored on the first play of that game on a 77-yard play from Kurt Warner to Isaac Bruce, and they built up a you know pretty quick lead, and then the Vikings came back, and it was a three-point lead at halftime, and Tony Horn returned the opening kickoff of the second half for a touchdown, and the roof just blew off the dome mm-hmm. at that point, and from there, the, the Rams just, just won. Did Tony he's Wally, had some issues. Did Tony Wally introduce it? Yes. Well, what 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 he did? He was the presenter for the taped okay uh, presentation, but Isaac had his brother Sam be the guy up there that presented him with the gold jacket on Friday night and unveiled the event. Yeah, and then unveiled the bust 
on, on Saturday evening. But the thing that impressed me so much, guys, were the behind-the-scenes people that were there from back in the day that uh, Isaac invited. Well, he, I was mentioning players. Dick Vermeil was there. Al Saunders was there. Hmm. Mike Martz uh, was there. But here's a name that probably no one in St. Louis knows unless you knew him personally. And, Tony, you probably know who he is. Scott Parker. Was there? You remember Scott? Yeah, I remember Scott. Yeah, he was he was, was the there? guy. He was he uh, was like he was like the landscaper, you know, the guy that mowed the lawn and kept the practice field in good condition and when was. it got when it got all hot in the summer and and grass starts dying, he would he would pr- try to bring it back to life. He was there. Chris Clausen, one of the conditioning coaches, was there. Uh Dr. um man, what's it? Rick Wright who left St. Louis, I think, a couple years ago to go to Nashville. He was there. And I'm sure there's a few others that from behind the scenes. Those guys all got rings, I, too. Yeah. Well, and but those, you know, those are guys that, you know, how many players think of those people? You know, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 Jim Lake, uh, the assistant equipment manager, uh, was there. So it what was a, just What was the was guy? Awesome. I used to know him very well, and I shouldn't. We had two guys that the guy that used to, Open the doors all the time. The black guy, he came from Matthew Dickey. What was his name? Oh, God. You know what? I did see him. I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw him from a distance. Yeah. And he kind of saw me, but name? then all of a sudden he. Damn. Oh. He got a ring. I, I know. He was a character. He got a ring. He got a Super yeah. Bowl ring. I know you're talking. <laughs> and, and I'm sure Vermeil awesome. made sure of that. Right. Because that was because that was Vermeil. Vermeil was one of those guys what was his name? as a co- as a head coach who would always Kenny. engage everyone Kenny? in the organization and make Kenny, them all feel that they were a part of it. I think his name was Kenny. I think you might be right. Kenny. I think yep. you might be right. All I'm got everybody so. got a ring, except the cheerleaders. <laughs> oh, you know who was there? Oh gosh. I almost they forgot this one, Tuna. And and I told him I do radio with you. And you're kidding me! Oh, you got to say hello. And it turns out when I I saw him and I didn't totally recognize him at first, he recognized me and said hello. And he now lives like ten minutes from me in the next town over in Gilbert. Are you ready for this tuna? Who? Toby Wright. <laughs> That's my buddy. Toby, I know. He told me to tell you. Told you to tell me hello. Toby Wright. That's my guy. He was the hardest hitting player in the history of the St. Louis Rams. You agree with that, Howard? I would. Well, I, don't know, I, I guess in all history. Oh, St. Louis Rams? St. Yeah. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams, absolutely. St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Toby yes. used to walk just like Walter Payton. He walked on his toes. toes. Oh, tiptoes. Oh, he walked on his tiptoes. He would knock. Wouldn't he, Howard? He would knock you out. Toby Wright. So you yeah, told him you was, did a show with me, huh? <laughs> yeah, I told him I'm on with Yep, yeah, And he said, Tuna, Tuna, tell him I said hello. Yeah, it was... It was it was pretty cool. It was so, pretty cool. Howard, do you think that Isaac Bruce, that's the end of the St. Louis Rams getting inducted into the Hall no. of Fame? Or do you think, do you think like Tory Holder, maybe even London Fletcher has an outside chance of getting in? Well, uh, one, one other thing before I forget it. Henry Ellard. Oh, oh yeah. There, well, who's not coaching Bruce. anymore. And he, he of course, uh, that's, that's, that's the number that Isaac got. Was, uh, was Henry Ellard's age. What did you, you, you say to him? I remember when the Super Bowl was at... Uh, Pasadena. I stayed in Orange County. What was that? And I met his girl, ex-girlfriend at a golf course. And we dated the entire weekend of the Super Bowl. The, it was the Super Bowl with Frisco was there. I forgot who it was. Because the next Super Bowl, I went out with Jane Kennedy. What Ooh. was Oh, my goodness. Great enough. And I had to go to the hospital. I fell in the, in the middle of a bed and busted my head open. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm, with, like a good I'm night. with Jane Kennedy. I'm serious. <laughs> The book you got in you that yes, you have to be written. Yeah, see, oh gosh, 
But uh, oh my goodness, man, you bring but, back some memories. Oh I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta try to. But, but no one from St. Louis will be there next year. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, does he have a I'm, chance? I'm going to say this and, and you answer your question, people. man. Now you talk to people. Does Tory have a chance? Yes. Oh, not only he, he's going to get in. I, mm -hmm. I absolutely, I'm going to say that will happen. I don't know when. I believe. I mean, he. It's him and Reggie Wayne are 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 kind of waiting now. I mean, they both. I'm pretty sure they were both finalists last year. I'm trying to remember if Reggie Wayne was the, a finalist the year before. I think he might have been. And and they're very similar players. And so it's all a matter of who goes in first. Could they both go in the same year? It, it's not out I, of the question. But And I, and I say that I'm very confident for this reason. Because last year, uh, or this year rather, in, the, in this year's election with Calvin Johnson in there, as much as there was obviously tremendous support for Calvin Johnson, there was tr excellent things said by others in the room about both Tory and Reggie Wayne and how you know how productive and how good they were and here's the thing next year for the 2022 class three first time eligibles Anquan Bolden Andre Johnson Steve Smith now I got I got I got to stop you who in that class you think is the hall of fame in that three no in that entire class those names you just read off. No, not that well, three. I mean, those three guys? I'm not, those three I'm not the three. There's more in there. There's more in there. Who do, you think, who do you think is a Hall of Famer out of the entire 2020 class, 2022 class? Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, from the returning, I, I think, I, here's the thing I'm going to say, is that of the returning finalists from, la, uh, fr from this past year, of which there are 10, because there were three first-time eligibles, of course, and then two other guys have been waiting. Alan Fanica and John Lynch got in. So other guys, I believe, are going to get in who have been waiting. And for this reason, because those three receivers I just mentioned, there's also DeMarcus Ware, uh, there's, some other, there's some other players in there, but I don't see any slam-dunk automatic first-time eligibles. Mm, me neither. And, in fact, there might not be any. I have to research when was the last time no first-time eligible got in. Thank well, what that does is that opens it up for five of the ten guys from last year to have a real good shot to get in. And from those guys, besides Torrey and Reggie Wayne, Tony Baselli, I'm fairly certain will make it because each year for the last three, there's been an offensive lineman from a group of four guys that were finalists, I think, either once or twice, and none of them got in. Then all of a sudden, it's been Kevin Mawai, um, Steve Hutchinson, and Alan Fanica. Baselli's the only one waiting, le left from that four. I believe he'll get in. I think Richard Seymour uh, from the Patriots uh, has a pretty good chance. So those three receivers, really? though, those three receivers, I don't believe... And they shouldn't jump the line, over so to speak, over Holt and Reggie Wayne because they're they're all they're all excellent players, and they'll probably all be in the Hall of Fame at some point. But they they're not a they're they're not a good, good enough player. They're, Thank you. Well, that to jump those guys who have been waiting, and that's pretty much the way the thinking goes a lot of times. Unless, like I said, there's a you know, if, if six years from now, if Larry Fitzgerald doesn't play this year, well, then he'll be. You know, coming up in five, six years, he'll jump the line over any any other receiver, mm -hmm. uh, and he'll be a first-time eligible guy going in, no doubt. 
about that, but not not any of those those other guys. And so that that can really help when you don't have as many first time eligibles like this year when you have three. That only leaves two others to be able to get in. So I think Tory will that will be I'm sure the last Rams player that will get in. But here's the thing: today is what August 10th, two weeks from today. There will be an election for the nominee, for the finalist, for the coach contributor category. Mm-hmm. And Dick Vermeil was in the top three last year. And I'm here, in a, and I've, ri- I've written a letter to the committee pointing out his accomplishments, not only here with the, with the Rams, but with Philadelphia and Kansas City. And there's a lot of sentiment for Dick, and especially for the fact that he's, believe it or not, he's going to be 85 wow. in October. So he will also get in. I just don't know if it'll be this year, the year after. You, you just never know how the vote's going to get in. And just so you guys know how the, those, con- those committees work, it's not the whole selection. The whole selection committee will vote on the guy up or down in January. But the, the committee that chooses the finalist, there's only five people voting. So, heck, you could be the finalist and win the vote three to two. Hmm. I mean, you know, or something like that. But, you know, there's other really good coaches there. There's... Um, Don Coriel, who, I, who will Still, get in at some, one of these years. Get, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get I don't why get he hasn't it. been in already. I don't get that. With, the San, but, with the San Diego teams, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, and, and then what he contributed to the game. But you know, Mike Holmgren is. A, there's a list of nine coaches that are final uh, that are being considered to be the one. And you have you have Dan Reeves. You have Mike Holmgren, as I mentioned, Tom Coughlin. Uh, but uh, but you know, Vermeil's. Believe me, different people I talk to really support. Uh, Dick, Dick and, and his his record, I don't I don't think there's been. Oh, a coach. We got to go to a caller real quick. Go ahead, Valdez. Oh, I'll be quick, Jonas. Hey, uh, Howard, I got a question about uh, Dan Sharper. Now, I think he's got the numbers and a career to go into the Hall of Fame, but everybody knows about the off field the off field stuff. Hell, he's in prison now. So, uh, but how would the committee look? At, well, how do you think the committee would look at a player like that and that uh, and this off-field stuff? So I ain't up to listen. Thanks. Hold, hold. Who was the guy he mentioned? Sharper, Darren Sharper. Oh, Darren Sharper. Well, we're not I'll supposed to look first. at that. Yeah, you're, you're not know. supposed to look at it. We're, we're, sp- we're supposed to just to judge it. a guy. We're supposed <laughs> to just judge a guy on the field. But when you're in jail and done something that <laughs> for that's, that that's, too, I mean, yeah, that that's that makes it pretty different. I, I don't know that. I don't know that as good as he was, he hey, rises to the level has OJ, of the Hall of Famer anyway. Has O.J. ever sh- showed up at a Hall of Fame? I've ne- well, not, not 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 since everything went down. <laughs> if I was him, I'd show up. <laughs> Just to show up. You would. <laughs> I would show up. I'm serious. That would be an O.J. thing to do. He yeah, likes, he well, likes, why not? He likes to be seen. Why not? Go ahead, Howard. I would show up. Why not? You're, yeah. you're a Hall of I, Famer. You're a Hall of Famer. Okay. I don't know if they invite him. <laughs> I don't know if they send him, a, send him the note and say, we'll pay your way, He buddy. date every white woman he saw up there. <laughs> Good for him. The thought I was going to mention real quick was that I don't know if there's ever been a coach like Dick Vermeil that came in and turned around three franchises, two of them that were absolutely horrific for the previous seven to ten years with the Eagles and the Rams. Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs were just borderline average, oh. a little below. And by the third year, in each of those places, he had the Eagles in the playoffs and then in the Super Bowl a couple years later, the Rams in the Super Bowl and won it, and then the Chiefs darn close uh, to getting in the Super Bowl, but uh, they lost a, an unbelievable playoff game to the Colts and Peyton Manning Howard. in Kansas City. 
when it was just a wild, wild game when Trent Green was the quarterback. I'm going to so tell you a true he's, story. He's got a pretty amazing record. This is when, because I worked, you know, I worked at Rams Park, but I, I had an office upstairs. We, I worked with Brian Hulion, who oh, yeah. recently passed. I know. I, I heard about that. I was so shocked. So one day, John Shaw, he always called me, Mr. Mr. Tuna, come into my office. I got something to talk to you about. Because people don't remember how it, the Rams also brought in Pete Carroll, who wanted to fire uh, Rick Smith. He wanted to bring in his own PR company. So John said, talked to Pete Carroll, came in, he said, Mr. Tuna, I got somebody I'm thinking about bringing in the hire. I said, who? He said, Dick Vermeil. I said, Dick Vermeil? You mean the announcer? And I heard, he told me, uh, he had told me about him about a month before. I thought he was kidding with me. He told me one day, he said, we're going to bring in, I'm, I want to hire Dick Vermeil. He said, I want to shock everybody. And he did. Dick was one hell of a person. How would you know person. how he was? You know, he used to cry, but he cared about people. That's totally. the, the only thing I didn't like that he cared about when he went to prison and met oh, Lawrence Phillips. Lawrence Phillips out in the, when he walked out of prison. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And he drove him back to St. Louis, I think. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then, and then you talk about crying when he finally just, you know, he tried and he tried and he tried and you just couldn't correct no. Lawrence Phillips. And then he, and then he cried with the media the day that he was talking about it when they cut him. And then, but then on top of that, after cutting him and all this, all the stuff that Phillips was doing, he then, Phillips then went to, I believe he went to NFL Europe and played over there a little bit. And then Vermeil recommended him to Bill Walsh. Yeah. And he actually signed with the 49ers. Yeah. So that, that's, that is the type of guy he that was. he is. Nice. And, and I saw him on, on, on Friday night at the. Was Carl uh, with him? Yes, Carol was with him, mm-hmm. and he was at. The, and I saw him Friday at the Gold Jack, and I said, "Hey, coach! Hey, coach! How you doing?" And he goes, "Where's Bernie?" Talking about my wife. First thing he says. It's the first thing he says to me half the time is, "You know, he asked me how how my wife is doing." That's that's, that's just him. It's real. Is, man. Yeah, and so tell him everybody. He, he, he used to send all of us uh, bottles of wine every year. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, that's we classic. Have, we have bottles of wine. Charlie, I'm sure you do. Do you know the name Mario Kaysen? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, his friend of Mike coach at, was it Mark Gannon's friend or I, I forget what school it was but anyway on a radio show we were doing for Hall of Fame Radio we had Roynell Young on who's not a Hall of Famer but is doing amazing things with his career and stuff in Houston and all that so he's on and he was on that 1980 team as a rookie that the Eagles went to the playoffs or went to the Super Bowl and so we're talking with him and one thing leads to another and I was going to ask him about Dick, but before I could even say anything, I forget what the context was. He brings him up, and he called Dick Vermeil a chocolate version of Mario Cason. <laughs> That's what he called him. Really? That's what he called him. And then he went on about how so it was crazy because I was putting in a letter together, like I mentioned, to send to the committee about Dick, and then I was gathering. Uh, Carl Peterson put together a lot of letters that people wrote about Dick, but they were long letters. And I'm saying that these guys aren't going to read them all. So Carl sent me all these letters and I just took out snippets from them of the strongest thing they said. And it's amazing the things that write, that they write about him, even, even opponents like Steve Mariucci and Bill Cower and people like that. Well, anyway, I wanted to put Roy Nell's quote in there that he said, but I, I didn't under, I, I didn't catch the name when he said the chocolate version of, so I texted him. And I said, told him who I was. I said, could you give me a call if you have a chance? Ten minutes later, he calls me and, and, and says it's, it was Mario Case and then goes on to explain how they were so 
so unique and so alike. He said they weren't alike in everything, but they were alike in a lot of ways. And then he talked to me for 15 minutes. He wouldn't stop talking about how, how amazing Vermeil was. He said some of us sometimes you, you hear him for the first time, and I'm sure pl- a lot of players would think this, oh, this guy, oh, come on, what, what, what is this stuff? But then you realize pretty darn quick that's who he was. There was not a phony bone in his body. Uh, in his body. That's the way he was. He said it was all, he, he, he used the word magical. It was almost magical the way this guy brought players together from whatever backgrounds they were to be a team, but caring about them and their families. Kevin Warren. Oh, that, I saw Kevin Warren. Remember Kevin? Uh, yeah, Kevin, president he, of Who's the, now the commissioner the, of the Big Ten. He, that's right. He, 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 he stays told in, sto- Him and Steve, uh, Scott Rosenblum are still great, great okay. buddies. They talk all the he, time. He, he told a story about how, first, when he came to work for the Rams, it wasn't in a big title or anything, but he said, he said Dick let me do... Do a lot of different things and showed me the ropes. And he said, it's because of what he did originally that I have this job now in the Big Ten. But then he talked about team dinners he would have at the house for different people in the organization. And Kevin said he would go to a lot of them, but there'd be different people there. And he always noticed it was always the same food. And so he asked, I don't know if he asked Carol or he asked somebody about that. And they said, oh, yeah, that's Dick's thing. He doesn't want the food to be different because he wants everyone who comes to the dinner not to think that somebody else got a better meal. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. That, that's, that's Dick Vermeil. I mean, there's legions of stories. Unbelievable uh, like guy. I've got to get him back on yeah. soon and talk to him. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I told you the story about the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl when I was the pool reporter, right? Mm-hmm. No, tell us the coat quickly. All right, I'll try to. What's that? And, and, and getting the coat because you were cold? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make, make I got out there. Rest. It was freezing cold. It was, it was windy. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm not dressed for the occasion out there. And it's going to be a two, two and a half hour practice. And because that was that horrible weather that week. And the, it was an ice storm that came in, I think, on Friday. So anyway, I'm in there in the field. Here comes Vermeil looking like he was in Siberia with a, with a Rams parka and a hat and gloves and the whole bit. And I said, Hey, coach, how you doing? This first word out of his mouth uh, is Howard. Get your butt, and he didn't use the word butt. He said, get your butt in, in, the, in the building and tell Todd, Todd Hewitt, the equipment manager, to give you whatever you need to keep warm. Mm-hmm. And I should have taken a parka, but I didn't. Uh, but I got, well, I got I gloves. Got, I got, I got, you know, I got thermal underwear. <laughs> I got I mean, butts up. You want one? <laughs> and Todd, Todd, had, had the, Todd had this whole room commandeered with this cold weather gear because he had looked ahead, you know, several days before and he knew they were going to have to get down there fast because there was no extra week between the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. Saw bad weather was coming in. He just gathered up all the cold weather gear that they had. And then on top of that, he ordered space heaters from some local company to line the sideline so that when guys weren't participating in practice and waiting for their turn in the next segment, they wouldn't be standing around freezing. They could be near the you space know, heater. You know how so not only did I get some, not, real quick, not only did I get some good stuff out of it, I still have the gloves, and, and I think I have the hat somewhere, but not only did I get some good stuff on it, uh, out of it, I got a great pool report. Guess, who, Todd, the things that Todd, Todd <laughs> guess who got Todd hired with the Rams? Georgia. Because Georgia's, Todd's father, I think, did something for Georgia years ago. That's who got well, Todd Todd's hired. father was, was the equipment manager. Right. But he, uh, something happened with prison or something, and Todd got that job. Todd took care of the right people. You know that, Howard. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Howard, thanks very much for joining us. We will talk my to pleasure, you guys. next Tuesday. Thank you. Look, look forward to it. Uh, memories. I got to go one of those. Go back to one of those. Toby, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. So many great stories about Dick Vermeil. Uh, yeah, that's you know, insane. So many. Man, if, you, 
he would sit there and all of a sudden he was. Yeah, I've always heard that. Always, always an emotional, emotional guy. Yeah. He just, just thought he was. He had a. Some men are like that. That doesn't mean you less a man. Oh no, not at that all. That you cry, but he was very. By the way, if you pass by cousin who Hugo Hugo's, what's the new restaurant over here? Julio, Julio, Julio's, Julio's. They're closed because the owner was killed yesterday. What? Yeah. In, in Florida, in a restaurant, I went by there today. I said, what happened? So, of course, I went on That's the internet to see the internet had it wrong. So I had to go call somebody and said, the owner was killed somewhat yesterday. That's why all the restaurants around the country are closed. Huh. That's, I don't remember. They don't wow. have a time, really, but I wanted to say, because I was going to go by there I had no idea. tonight to get, they got great food. I go there some nights late, and but it's closed. You can't get there. The owner was killed. Hey. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy world out here. It really is. All right, let's take my final time out of the night. I'm Charlie Tuna. I'm always in a goddamn good mood, baby. Uh, Mike McDonald. Oh. Dr. Rick Lehman will not be with us this week. Tomorrow night, we're going to have the fight, Dr. On, on because, you know, the Manny Pacquiao-Earl Spence fight has been postponed. Earl Spence got... Injured, he was gonna get his butt kicked. I hate mm, to say it. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. They yeah. showed some highlights of him the other night. Pacquiao, no, no Pacquiao still, still, you got still it. got it. Pacquiao that that speed still is still there. It. He can knock you oh, out. Yes, there. That yes he could. So See these young cats. That's, but that's the one sport. The young guy always wins. But normally, normally, yeah. But this yeah, is Pacquiao, something, something different though. <laughs> He's different. Why still fighting? Yeah, you exactly. know he, can. he can still fight. Yeah, he he's not gonna go out there and get embarrassed. Folks, no. this portion of the show is brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. WeberChevrolet.com. They got the big location in Creve Corps, Missouri, two seventy dollars. They also sell Weber sells Ford. So if you want a Ford, you can go Weber Ford, get that brand new F one fifty, and of course, over in Illinois. Granite City in Columbia. We'll be right back. Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Amarin, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590 thefancom Live from the Snow Studios, this is the, this is the Charlie Tuna Show, Matt Joseph. Some people call me Maurice yes, Davis, sir. taking you home on a Tuesday evening in the St. Louis Metro. Um, it's so good to see NFL training camp going on right mm. now, and it's already so hyped. It's already interesting. <laughs> it is. It's already interesting because as much as I hate that people talk about them, but now they're worth talking about is the Cowboys, and I have no idea what they're going to do with Dak. 
I mean, yeah. they're they're consulting the Texas Rangers on what to do with them. Yeah, which makes no sense. None whatsoever. Like, I don't know if that's Jerry Jones trying to be slick. Like, oh, sometimes things sound smart until you plan them and out. And you know what? Like, I wonder. Kind of dumb. I wonder <laughs> if this one of those things that that really happened. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, like, Jerry's just saying it happened, but it didn't really happen. Yeah, Jerry's just maybe just having a little fun with the media. I think tonight is supposed to be the the, uh, premiere of Hard Knocks. On HBO Max. On HBO Max. Which I think is interesting. I wonder if the viewership will drop. Well, I think that's the reason why it's on HBO Max, because the viewership viewership has dropped. dropped. I'll definitely be watching it. I'll check it out. Check it out, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Let's I, see if it's interesting or not. If the first episode's not good and Hard Knocks, then I usually don't watch that, that I, season of the, it. The last one I watched was the one with the Raiders, obviously. That, right, was, that was the last one. That was a good one. That was a pretty good one. But uh, other than that, it all kind of like, they all kind of started to seem the same. I agree. It was They were definitely way better One thing 10, though, 12 years ago. I want to say, unless it's changed within the past couple years, no team that has been featured on Hard Knocks has made the playoffs the same year. Yeah, it's definitely a curse. There's definitely so something there's about a hard knocks curse. Something to that. And, and the NFC East is certainly mm-hmm. winnable for the Cowboys. As bad as their defense was last year, yeah. maybe improved this year, their offenses, provided Dak is healthy, their offense is loaded. I mean, Ooh, stack, they are. Great wide receivers, great running back. Offensive line, right. still pretty good. And they have some good players on defense. They just didn't have a good year last year. They didn't. But. And then you had a, uh, you, you had Micah Parsons, from the linebacker yeah. from Penn State. So, you never, I mean, in that division in right. the NFC East, I mean, come on. But what's the real, the biggest question mark for the Cowboys is probably McCarthy. Yeah. Like, I know he had a good years with the Packers, but he also had Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. So, how good? <laughs> pretty <laughs> good. They're, they're, they're kind of like the Colts. Yeah, you, know, exactly. you, you, you go from Peyton Banning to Andrew Luck. The Rogers, I mean, the Packers, they go from Brett Favre oh, to Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, lucky. Oh, my God. And you look at some teams like the the like the like Browns Can't get her right. and the Bears <laughs> have gone decades <laughs> without finding someone you know, like even half as talented as either one of those guys. Right. I'm just, yeah. And they get him in consecutive order. If you really like the the Bears, they've never really had a good quarterback. No, not at all. No, I mean like I mean like Jim. Like some people probably say that Jim McMahon was to go in because he won a Super Bowl, but that was Walter that Payton was in that defense. defense. Exactly. I mean, come yeah. on. He just had to be good enough. <laughs> yeah, right? he was just there. He had to be Rex Grossman, basically. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Bob Greasy. Yes, you know, Bob Greasy. People talk about great Bob yeah, Greasy exactly. was. I think Bob Greasy won Super Bowl, had like twelve passes. Right? Exactly. That's I how mean, I feel about Phil Simms too. Yeah, but, I mean, he did play pretty great though in the playoffs during those two years he got those Super Bowls. He did, yeah. I mean, Phil, Phil Simms was, was a was a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing too with the uh, they still have no idea what they're going to do in Indianapolis with Carson Wentz so being weird. out for anywhere between five to twelve weeks. Do they stick mm. with who they've got, which right now Man. appears to be the plan, or do you try to get Philip Rivers out of quote unquote retirement? Or do you wait until the Bears release Nick Foles and you bring in Nick Foles? The thing is, if we wait for Nick Foles, is that going to give him enough a time? I know he's that, accustomed I mean, to the offense, but he doesn't know the players. That's one thing to consider. Right. Another thing to consider, too, is how how is Carson Wentz going to feel about it? Because, I mean, he's your quarterback in yeah. the future. And, and you already know he has an ego problem. Big that's time. why it didn't work out in Philadelphia. Big time. So why would you bring the person and, and that, that yeah, you broke bring, his ego earlier? You bring him in. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really surprised they just they just didn't bring in Philip Rivers. I, I, even if you bring Philip Rivers in, then there's a conversation. Like after four, if it's four weeks, if it's five weeks, six weeks, and you guys have a good record, then it's a conversation. Do you, do you bring Carson Wentz back? Oh, you, you got to bring Carson. You got to bring him. But you if Philip Rivers is playing well, I mean, he wasn't terrible last year. He was serviceable. He got you to the playoffs. Still, 
I would say so too, but you, 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 you gotta bring in Carson You bring Carson Wentz in, you lose two games in a row. Phil Rivers getting, getting shouted out for if he's, if he's that's, the re- the, that's the only thing. If he's the reason why you lose, then, then yeah. yeah. But if he plays well and it's one of those things where you're losing like a heartbreaker, you know, a field goal to the gun oh, yes. or, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the running back fumbles the ball or whatever, something that's not Carson Wentz's fault, then I don't know how you could blame him. I give you that. And he's young, so you kind of do have to play him. You have to yeah, play him. Yeah, you got to play him. Yeah. We're banking in on him. You have a good team around him. All you need is solid quarterback play. Uh, one thing we haven't done on the Charlie Tuna show in a long time is get it off your chest. Ooh. So I am going to get something off my chest right now. I have no idea why ESPN for years has felt compelled to air so many Little League World Series games. Oh, my goodness. Yes, please. I, I, I want to don't understand back on it. This. I, it's, I hate it. <laughs> Just, I mean, like to me, like play like the semifinal <laughs> games Seriously. and then the and then the championship game, and that's it. For like for weeks, they're going to have on little Literally. league games at prime times where yes. it's usually a good sports show on. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it's Help me understand it. And then the people who are doing the commentating the game are people you've never heard of or never. seen before. Like what's, which I mean, like good for, for them. them they're, right? they're getting an opportunity. I mean, that, that helps advance their careers. So I'm not hating on them, right. and that's not their fault. No, they no, no, they're no. not. They're not programming. ESPN. But it doesn't help you want to watch it. No, and like, <laughs> I mean, I and I've had this discussion with people, and they're like, "Oh, it's good to see, you know, player, you know, players who just play because they love the game." That doesn't make them good, right? And here's the, this is the thing that this where people go like, uh, "Okay, would you ever go to a little league game where you were not related or know any of the players who were on no, the team? Not at all. No, not you want to know why? You're not creepy. Yeah. And it's Little League. Yeah, and, and you're not creepy. League. You're not creepy. That's even a best way to put it. <laughs> if you had creepy. a niece or a nephew who was playing at one of these right. Little League All games, the reason you're not, not even on TV, just in general, and you go to that Little League game and you see some guy sitting there by himself. With a cooler. Just, in, watch, just, just, just watching the game <laughs> and be like, oh, so do you, you know, you got a, a son or daughter out there playing? No. Niece, nephew? No, I'm just here to watch him play. Uh, no, yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time for you to go. So, someone call the cops. We need to get this guy out of here right now. That's a great point. So why why are you why are you going to put it on TV? Uh, I mean, it's cool to get the kids some shine, but they don't need it all like for three weeks straight. That's no. a lot. That's a lot. You I don't need to see every time the person comes up to bat their favorite song. Yeah, <laughs> their favorite snack. What their, what their nickname is? Care. Favorite video game? <laughs> favorite player? I don't even care when they do that with uh, grown men playing <laughs> sports. <laughs> if LeBron came out there and said LeBron James, I love Cheetos. I'd be like, what? Who cares? <laughs> One thing I did miss this past year, though, with uh, Sunday Night Football, and I'm sure that COVID was the reason why, is when they would have the player introductions during Sunday Night oh, Football. I love that too. Yes, I love, I love that because you never know what they're gonna never say. know what they're gonna say. <laughs> You know, you had Terrell Suggs, you know, oh, Big, yeah. Ball, <laughs> Big Ball University, T-Sizzle. T-Sizzle, yeah, I love that stuff. They got to bring that back. They've got, oh, I'm they sure they to. will. They it, it, it probably had to be a COVID, COVID thing, thing last yeah. year. Try to at least amount of contact as possible. Uh, we are watching the NFL Network, and they're showing some of the Los Angeles Chargers in their preseason. The, the Los Angeles Chargers kind of have a sexy pick to perhaps up in the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. Um, they've got, I mean, they got Justin Herbert. They've got talent. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that to me, they're a little like, uh, Gonzaga. Until you do it, I don't want to hear about how you're going to exactly. do it. Exactly. You guys had so many chances and you've, well, you they, flopped they, so many well, times. no, they can't stay healthy. They can't, exactly. Even when you have a really great team, you go 12 and four, 
by the time playoffs come around, not happening. Well, yeah, well, be, LT, Philip Rivers, LT, Antonio Gates, all in their prime, and couldn't get it done. LT will get a a migraine during right. the, the AFC exactly. Championship game, and then Philip Rivers, I mean, he played his ass off that game. I think he gave, like, he even had like a torn MCL mm-hmm. or he had some knee injury. Right. Played his ass off that game. That's one thing you got to give Philip Rivers. He always he's gives gonna it play. his all. Oh, he's yeah, going to play. play. He may throw four interceptions, but he's going to play. Mm-hmm. And all those kids, that's probably the reason why he wants to come out of retirement. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Sitting at home like, man, I don't know if I could take this. Yeah, that, you always hear that about the guys, that, the, the players have to retire, and they're sitting at oh, home, yeah. and they're like, oh, my God, I miss, uh, I miss football. So I miss uh, the locker room. I, I miss the locker room. Yeah. I miss being on the road. I miss being all out of, of this that, house. Right? I got to cook and clean every day? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I got to listen to my wife nagging me about all, taking out the garbage and cleaning out the garage and all this other different stuff. God, God, I miss football. That has to be a culture shock for them. For I miss 300-pound sure. men laying on top of me. Right. <laughs> what, did, uh, what did Charles Barkley say? I'm, I'm paraphrasing uh, something about the locker room. The locker room is racist, sexist, and something else, But I, and I miss it. And I miss it, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I can give him that. That's so true. That's like the one place where you can get away with a lot of stuff. A now, lot nowadays of too, especially nowadays. I guarantee there's things that happen in the locker room. If someone took a picture, a video, or tweeted it, it would it would destroy the locker room. After the whole thing came out with Jonathan Martin down in right? Miami, and a lot of it was, that's with, like nothing compared to probably and what a lot goes of it down. with, with uh, Richie Incognito and like what he was texting yeah. and what he was saying. And I'm like, okay, you don't want to like they, they those guys live in a world that we can't even fathom. Oh yeah, right. And Cogs, I probably, I, and I've never met the man, don't know the guy. I'm just wildly, recklessly speculating. It's probably just trying to light a fire under his ass. Right. Trying to make him a little tougher. Because that is the right. offensive line is the one position on football, where, I mean, all of them, but the, especially offensive line where you cannot be timid. Exactly. Or he wanted him to at least throw a swing at me. I'm talking yeah, all this trash. Something. Do something. Something. Yeah. They're, they're right. out there to beat up right. the other team. I need to know that you have my back on that field. That's, that's the main key. They, they are the biggest players mm-hmm. on the field. Can't be soft. You can't be soft. You can't be timid. you got to be a killer. That's why I, I was kind of chuckle whenever you see like an offensive lineman, like, you know, they'll get like a, an ankle rolled up on them or something like that. And they'll come out for a couple of plays and the trainers will run out there to help them walk off the field. They, and they don't even look like the same species. Right? <laughs> You're so true on that. Oh man, offensive linemen totally roll their ankle and just get up to like it's nothing. Oh, all the like time. it's nothing. Yeah. All the time. Anybody else rolls their ankle, they're just freaking on the ground forever. It, it's, it's kind of funny when you see these offensive linemen. The the the, the Pittsburgh Steeler, Alan Fanica, when he yeah. was he was giving his induction speech, they were like, he was an offensive right? guard. Like, where's the rest of them? <laughs> he lost all that weight. He lost it's all insane. that weight because they don't have to lift weights anymore I don't, or eat that much food. That too. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Charles Barkley, I mean, they, when Barkley quit playing and he gained all that weight, and he's still a pretty heavy guy, um, they're like, you know, what happened? And he goes, for the first time in my entire life, I've got someone not telling me what I can eat. <laughs> so you're eating whatever so I'm you eating want. whatever I want. And you're not working out. Yeah. So, just... so the first time in my entire life I'm going to enjoy, it's like now it's like a cheat day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> I can see that. Every Charles day. Charles Barkley's crazy. Barkley's I, 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 I do, too. Him. I love Barkley. Barkley used to be commentating everything. I agree. They should. They need to give him to some summer league games. Something. Because that'd be pretty funny. He would call some people out for I, sure. I want Barkley to com- I want Barkley commenting on politics. I want yes. Barkley commenting on the weather. I want Barkley commenting he's, on everything. He's like Snoop Dogg. Like, it doesn't matter what he says. You just want to hear him talk yeah, about it. You're right. <laughs> like, something's going to be funny or cool about it. Absolutely. You just like... <laughs> Snoop it's like Snoop's job right now. I mean, it's amazing. His job is to be Snoop. Yep, that's it. Yeah, it, 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 you got to take your hat off to him. Snoop I mean, Dizzle, that's it. <laughs> it's really all he does. His his job is just to be Snoop. 
Hey, it's working out for him. Absolutely, it commercials has. left and right. Yeah. Commercials, oh, the TV Olympics. Shows? I couldn't believe him and Kevin, and Kevin Hart did the Olympics. Yeah, like, yeah he was in the big time on that show on TNT. I forgot the name. Yeah, of he had it. a game show, didn't he? Yeah, the game. The game show was bad. It was was it? I didn't even watch it. It, it, it was a Snoop's fault. <laughs> it was just not a good idea. Just, yeah, it just wasn't a good idea. And now, but now he's on a different one with Rosario Dawson and um, that wrestler and some woman. I don't know what her, what her name is. I it's like the Go Big show. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind exactly of like, a, like it's a little like America's Got Talent mm-hmm. where they come out, be, these people come out, they do like weird things and then they judge but them. Game shows are getting out of hand too. Oh, God. There's so many of them. There's so many. So many that to me is kind of like what the problem with America is, is that no one, everybody wants to be rich or, or famous instantly. instantly. No ridiculous. one wants to like build up mm-hmm. to it. American Idol, exactly. The Voice, America's Got Talent, America's Got Talent. What was the other one? So you think you, you can, can dance? dance yeah. Uh, the well, the Masked Singer is actually supposed to be like celebrities, but um, I mean, everybody just wants to be famous now, instantly, instantly. Yeah. I I don't want to have to play in the clubs for Man. years and you know mm-hmm. be told I suck, get rejected by record exactly. labels. I want to hand it to me right now. America's Got Talent is the one for me. That's the one I hate the most. Oh, like, God, I'm like, yeah. okay, so you win, a, you win a chance to a residency in Vegas. But then you got a whole bunch of little kids out here doing, like, cheerleading stunts. No one's going to Vegas Nobody. to see that Nobody. at all. Nobody. I would be a terrible judge. I would give you so many X's. Like, nope, not seeing that. I watched it one I watched it one time, one episode, and that was Howard Stern's first one. Because I wanted to Howard see, Stern was good. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to see how, how Howard was going to do it. And he was good. He was good. And that's that's right around the time I kind of stopped listening to his show because all he talked about was America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah, and it was one. awful. And then when he finally got done with it, that's when I started listening to him again. You can listen to us tomorrow, 7 to 9 p.m. We'll Sir. be on with a fight doctor. Dr. Rick will not be on with us this week. I'm sure he'll be with us next week. So the fight doctor and uh, Quentin Porter from uh, Cafe Napoli will be with us tomorrow, too, for the fan show. You're listening to the Charlie Tuna Show. Live from the Snook Studios on 590 The Fan and worldwide on 590TheFan.com. Everybody have a great night. At the twilight's last gleam.